International headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the southern suburbs of Nashville, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. And it is my joy to welcome you on this Monday. And uh, just to remind you that we're here five days a week, right here on this station at this time, and we look forward to spending some time every day with an open Bible and doing what we can do to encourage and to uh, educate and to just facilitate in every possible way encouraging people to come to Christ. And those of you who are already saved and on your way to heaven, we want to do all we can to help you to grow as a Christian, to learn the things of the Lord and to walk in his way. Now, uh, we're going to get right into our study again. Last week, we started talking about the matter of a genuine Christian, and I gave you five sessions dealing with that. The first one entitled, A Genuine Christian. The second one, A Growing Christian. The third one was, A Grounded Christian. The fourth one was, A Glowing Christian. And the fifth one, A Going Christian. Well, today I want to talk to you about a gifted Christian. And we're going to look at that just in a moment. But I do want to remind you that we will be having our Sword of the Lord Men's Conference here in November, November 10 and 11. That's a Friday night and Saturday up until the early afternoon. We start at 6 o'clock on Friday night and go to 1.15 on Saturday. And it's cram-packed. I mean, eight hours of uh, instruction and inspiration, a lot of good things for men, and I hope that many of you guys are going to plan to be with us this year. You'll be glad you did. Go to the Sword of the Lord website, and there's details there for you. Now, let's look at this matter today of a gifted Christian. You say, what are you talking about? Well, let me just remind you that James chapter 1 and verse 17 says, and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That simply means that God is a giver. He does do a lot of gifting in that he provides things for us that we need. Now, there is a very special sense in which he provides abilities for us. Sometimes we talk about our talents, things that we are especially gifted in, and all of these things are designed so that we can be productive, and yet all of us are different. We're not in any two of us exactly the same. And let me just remind you, Romans chapter 12 has some details about this that I think will help us as well. Verses 4 and 5, Romans 12, says we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Now that just simply tells me that in my local church, in your local church, there are a number of members, and every one of us have a role. Every member is important. Everybody has a place. There is something that everybody can do in that local church to be a part and to be a partner with the others who are united together there in that local assembly. Now, the next section in Romans 12, verses 6, 7, and 8, talk about how that the ministry is multiple in its phases. It says that having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, and then it itemizes 
whether prophecy, it mentions in verse 7, ministry, in verse 7 also teaching, verse 8, exhorting, and then it concludes in verse 8 by saying ruling. Now, those seven areas of gifting, those seven areas of ministry, and it says that the Lord, by His grace, provides a gift so that each one of us can fit into that scenario as a part of the body that is the local church. Now, we are sometimes looking to people, and we will say, well, that person is uh, really gifted. Well, sometimes people have multiple gifts. Sometimes they have many gifts. Some people have lesser gifts. They may have a few, or they may have one, and it may be in short measure in comparison to somebody else. But let's remember, every person is gifted. Every person can fit into the equation some way. You may have only one gift, or you may have multiple gifts, but here's the deal. Some of us have to know that uh, certain things is just not our bailiwick. For example, I would uh, be honest and candid to tell you that uh, I sing a little bit, but it's a little bit. I do not consider myself a vocalist. I do not consider myself someone who is especially gifted in the area of music. But I have people in my family who are. I have uh, dear friends who are. We have folks who sing on the sword platform in our meetings that are especially gifted in that area. Now, I may sing along with them, I may have a little bit of music in me and that I want to sing some, but I don't really think that anybody's going to just set up a howl for me to come and do the solo or even to be a part of a duet. Now, you say, why is that? That's just not where my area of giftedness is. Now, sometimes people who have multiple gifts will not only be able to, let's say, they'll be gifted in music, but some of them will be gifted in preaching as well. I have preacher friends who sing, I'm telling you, they sing as well as preaching and doing it well on both counts. Now, I'm just thankful for them. I'm grateful that we have people who are thusly gifted, uh, but other people have things that are not quite as public. For example, I'm thinking now of a man that I've known for a long, long time, and uh, he mans the door at his church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, He is the doorman. He's the guy who opens the door as people come up the sidewalk, as they're coming into the building. He's the guy who is the greeter. He is so gifted personality-wise that uh, whenever he meets people, he makes them comfortable. He makes them feel at home. He welcomes them to the church. He is just absolutely good at what he does in that lobby And that is the area in which he is especially gifted. And he uses it and has done so year after year. And I'm telling you, it is a special gift. I'm thinking now about somebody else that uh, really was uh, so special in my own ministry uh, because he and his wife would come early every Sunday and open up the buildings. We had multiple buildings. Uh, We had uh, multiple bathrooms. We had a lot of rooms and areas to work with. And they would come like at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning and uh, work through every step of that building, checking to be sure everything was uh, working. Uh, If there was things that had overflowed, they knew what to do about it. They knew who to call. 
and uh, they had a set of keys to everything, and that was where they were gifted. They had the gift of just dealing with details and doing it without anxiety, doing it without getting panicky, and without having to be instructed ten times about the same thing. They just had a real gift for doing things like that. And I'm telling you, they were such a blessing to me for many, many years because of the gift that they had. And uh, we discovered that and hitched them up at the right place. I think about others who are gifted in teaching, uh, who maybe love to teach small children, or maybe it's teenagers that they feel especially that they can deal with them and help them. There's other people that are especially gifted in uh, teaching adults. Now, there's sometimes that people get hitched up wrong. They just get hitched up where they do not have a gift. I'm thinking about a man now, and I'll not mention his name, although he's already graduated to heaven, and he was in many ways a good man. He kept wanting to teach a class. He wanted to be a teacher, and uh, we finally gave him a class with some grown men, and I don't know, there were six or eight men in the class, and uh, it wasn't three months until he was down to one or two men, and they were there just uh, enduring everything that went on. And you say, what was the problem? We got him hitched up wrong. He was not a teacher. That was not his gift, and he just could not handle it. And, of course, it didn't last long, and I had to begin to work with him to keep him from just getting so discouraged, wondering where everybody was. Why didn't they come to my class, he would say. Well, there was a reason. He was not good at it, and he was, uh, in many ways, uh, more than not good. He was just bad at it. And so we have to deal with that. We have to recognize sometimes people get hitched up uh, incorrectly. But now I'm going to tell you, I have had the privilege. I was pastor for a long time and uh, had uh, a large staff to work with and uh, so many precious people. I mean, we had a Christian school with four 450, 480, 490 students various times. And, uh, uh, you know, the people who work in those classrooms, the people who work to keep the facilities clean, all of that, people that are just gifted and go about their job every single day. Think about the folks who work in food service for a Christian school like that. I mean, all of these people are precious workers, and they're hitched up where they can serve and where they know how to do the work. And listen, every one of us need to get in on God's work, and we need to get hitched up somewhere where we can serve and where we can serve and use the gift that God has given to us. Here in Romans chapter 12, there's a verse, number 13, that speaks about being given to hospitality. Now, that's something that uh, all of us need to claim. We need to say, listen, that gift of hospitality, I have that. That just means you're going to treat other people well. That means you're going to be thoughtful toward other people. That means that you are going to take the initiative and you're going to be a blessing to other people. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people, when they walk in the doors of the church, they're antsy about it. They maybe haven't been there before. They don't know where everything is. And if you and I will just be given to hospitality, we can exercise that gift. Now, the church is a very special part of how we utilize the gifts that God has given to us. Working with others in a local church will teach us some lessons that we will never learn otherwise. Now, I know sometimes folks have the idea, well, I can just worship the Lord and I can serve the Lord and I can do that alone. I keep reminding you, the church is a, quote, called out assembly. That's the definition of the word, ecclesia. It is a called out assembly. And that is exactly 
what the Lord had in mind, and it's His plan. Now, the members of my church, the members of your church, they're not perfect. They're like me. They're like you. They're human beings. And uh, all of the members that we get, they come from where? They come from the human race. And all of us need to remember that even if we have to deal with some of these folks that are not real good at what they do, or they're not perfect, or they're creating issues, you know, they're putting up with us too. And so working with others will teach us some things. And it's things we need to learn. The Lord's Army, dear friends, is not a one-man show. We may have a few generals, we may have a few captains, a few lieutenants, a few sergeants, but we need a lot of corporals and a lot of privates. We need a lot of folks who will serve in the trenches. And the fact is, if all of us will discover what it is that God has given to us that we're good at or that we can do or we can learn how to do, all of that is the kind of thing that we ought to be working on all the time. Now, it's important that we be a genuine Christian, a grounded Christian, a glowing Christian, all those things I've dealt with already. But I want you to understand God has given you some tools, or at least a tool to work with, a gift that will enable you to be an effective servant in the Lord's service. So let's recognize who we are. We're saved, and we're called to identify, to align with the Lord, and to serve Him. And that just means using the gift that he's entrusted to us. So I hope this has been a help to you today. And tomorrow, we're going to look at another segment of this. And I trust it'll be a help to you. Now, in the meantime, you do know that I love to hear from you. And I hope that you're going to write me a note real soon. I will be very pleased if you do. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. Or the email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, let's get together right here again tomorrow. And until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.